As we expected, there were upsets in the FA Cup. Newcastle have reached the Carabao Cup semi-final and it's Derby Day weekend. This is the It's Football Day podcast, episode number 107. Let's have some fun. My favourite weekend on the football calendar, the FA Cup third round did not disappoint. I couldn't have been happier. Actually, that's a lie. I could have. Newcastle could have bloody won. Oh, what happened? Did uh, did you not make it? We didn't. In one of the biggest shocks of the round, we've given how hot in form Newcastle are and playing Sheffield Wednesday, who are two leagues below us. Going into this game, you would have backed money, I literally did back money on Newcastle to win this and we lost 2-1, we went 2-0 down, we then brought on all of our good players and it wasn't enough, we got a goal back but it wasn't enough, all I can say is this game proved we have no depth in our team, Jamal Lewis never play for Newcastle ever again please, Matt Ritchie Ooh. please don't, just, just go and Jacob Murphy, oh, I fucking hate you mate. I've never seen this side of you. You've had it too easy over the last few months. It's always uh, clean sheets, winning games up there, top of the Premier League. But, you know, it comes to a cup competition, you rotate your uh, little starting eleven. and it doesn't go quite well. So, uh, yeah, welcome to my world, mate. Yeah, at least our owners are, you know, keeping with tradition and getting us knocked out in the third round, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the-, the shoe's on the other foot now. My team's doing shit, yours is doing well. Yeah, no, do you know what? I'm not too disappointed because we will talk about another cup competition later on in the episode, but it is still a missed opportunity to do another cup run. It would be nice, but all credit to Sheffield Wednesday. They set up in a way to completely uh, annoy us, frustrate us, and we had chances and chances and chances, and we didn't take them, much like the Leeds game uh, when we drew 0-0. Yeah, it was unfortunate, but... We move. Well done, Sheffield Wednesday. Richly deserved from you. Another upset, maybe even a bigger upset. Aston Villa lost 2-1 to Stevenage. Um, obviously, the game was massively turned on its head when Aston Villa went 1-0 up. But then Dendonka, I think he handballed it and then got sent off. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And it was given as a penalty. It seemed like not really many people knew what was, was going on at the time. Uh, but then eventually he does point to the spot and it's... Uh, Slotted home well to make it uh, one apiece. And then, yeah, I guess, what, 90th minute. Some horrendous defending from, from Villa. Short corner taken shortly. No one marking him. Watkins apparently was meant to be on him. Close, close down and, yeah, it's just rifled into the near post. Keeper should have done well. But, yeah, two on Steven is and nick it right at the end. This did produce one of the best tweets of the weekend for me, though, from Stevenage. When they're 1-0 down, the bollocks on them to tweet this. Um, They tweeted basically saying, Philip Coutinho comes off. Uh, It's taken a little bit longer than a normal substitution because he's been in their players' back pocket all game. Brilliant. Yeah, I saw that. That was Yeah, like you said, they uh, tweeted that whilst 1-0 down with only about 25 minutes to go. Um, so yeah, fair play, and then I guess even sweeted to to get the victory. But yeah, first Newcastle knocked out, then Aston Villa. So you know, two Premier League clubs gone by lower league position teams. Um, some other speaking of Premier League clubs, so we had Manchester United against the Premier League team in Everton on Friday at at Offord. 
Uh, yeah, I think Everton obviously pulled, pulled one back to make it one apiece early on in the game, but this, this was sort of business as usual. Enough for Frank Lampard, it seems, at the moment. I think they've lost eight of their last ten or something really bad. Um, out of the FA Cup, Man United, you know, continue really good form. 3-1, three, 3 to the next round. Job well done. Similarly, Spurs against Portsmouth. Portsmouth took 8,000 fans to North London for this game at the, at the weekend. It was incredible from them. Um, and then Spurs had to rely on uh, their big names really to pull them out of the mud in this one. They weren't really too hot, and Harry Kane has saved them with a with a one nil win. So Spurs, another team that are through. And then similarly again to United and Everton, we had another two Premier League teams facing off against each other, and that was in Liverpool versus Wolves in in the lake off at Anfield. And this one, this one marked by constant controversy but um i do want to say a big shout out to darwin nunez and alexander arnold because because their little goal that they that they ever was pretty special yeah it was absolutely beautiful it was a fantastic whipped ball and a great first time finish it was genuinely it was great to see uh it did i did see again see another great tweet however you know how earlier this season uh when obviously they signed for when nunez signed it was kind of like uh, Trent put that tweet out saying, how may I assist you, blah, blah, blah. And then um, Liverpool quote tweeted that saying, I can't remember exactly, but it was just like um, ball delivered or something or message delivered, whatever it was. And then someone replied to it saying, that one's been in the, the draft for quite a few months, isn't it? I mean, yeah, later than never really, because I know Trent's first assist of the season was only just the other, the other uh, I think maybe against when they lost three or something it was or something um so not having his usual run of form at the moment but yeah i think we can't really overlook the var controversy right at the end of this one where the wolves player since the game has ended has been proven to have actually been onside and var has somehow got it wrong i'm not too sure how um and yeah wolves have been well taken to a replay at molyneux but really should you know, be through to the next round already. Yeah, it was Liverpool again. Liverpool strikes again. Oh, oh yeah, bit of play on words there, but weren't Mo Salah offside as well? Um, on 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 for his goal. Was. I don't think he was in the end. And uh, I think they checked and he and he was. I've slept since the last then. One so I've, I've slept since then, so I've actually forgot what's happened. But I, all I can remember is, yeah, that that last goal right in the last minute is is really really poor. He's miles onside, even to the naked eye, he's onside. So it is a ridiculous decision. But you know, you take your rough with your smooth. Liverpool Wolves two all Did, doesn't go to penalties at the moment. Does go to a replay. So we'll see that one at Molyneux very very soon. But like Ryan said, it's just constant at the moment with uh, Premier League teams facing each other in this competition. Manchester City versus Chelsea uh, happened. And this is a repeat of a fixture that happened a few days prior, which was just a measly 1-0 to Man City, which Ryan was at, unfortunately, at uh, Stamford Bridge. This time at the Etihad. And uh, it was very, very comfortable. It was 4-0 Man City, 3-0 half-time. Yeah, it was a pretty tough watch. Um... Three at half time. Don't don't think we had a shot on target target uh, in the first half. Thinking about it, don't even know if we had a shot on target in the whole fucking game. Uh, but three nil half time. They're just walking through our team pretty much. Um, and yeah, just to be honest, it was it was it wasn't even 
hard to actually see being honest because we I just expect it now at this point, especially against Man City, who are just you know cut from a different cloth at the moment. Uh, but second half starts and you know we make a few changes. We don't concede any goals and then sort of late on they get another penalty. Uh, and they score again to make it 4-0. But at half-time, 3-0 down, playing how we were playing, I did think it was going to be another like 6-0 defeat away to, to Man City. It was giving me lots of uh, Higuain up front sort of vibes this game. Like, absolutely no chance of it, but that's the same for us over the last few weeks anyway. Um, so, so yeah, and, you know, focus on Champions League and the Premier League. <laughs> well, uh, one team that is still in the competition and is also riding high in the Premier League is Arsenal. They played on Monday night against Oxford. Um, they've come out 3-0 winners. Eddie and Ketia at the double. Quick double as well. Things like 70th minute and 73rd or something. Very quick turnaround for two goals in the second half. And yeah... Arsenal just straight through in this competition. There's been uh, some investigation going on since this game about weird betting patterns during the game. So, didn't know Ivan Tony was watching this game, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, he lumped 200 quid on his mate to get a card at any point, and it was 8 to 1, which is the current investigation. So, Tony, no rest for Tony. Strikes again. Um, That's enough. Yeah, 3 0 Arsenal. They did wear their uh, uh, like, like, is it Ab Awareness kit or something. Oh, the all white one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. one that didn't quite work out too well for them last season. Way to Forest, but they wore they wore that today. And it did work out well. Uh, so yeah, three 0 to Arsenal. Them through to the next round as well. Uh, just some other shocks that did happen in the FA Cup over the weekend um, was Coventry versus Wrexham. Absolute goal fest. I know Coventry went four one down in this one and actually had a, a man sent off, I believe. But then suddenly out of nowhere, decided to try and turn the game on its head and quickly pulled back two goals to level it well to nearly level it at four apiece but it was 4-3 final score to Wrexham um, so yeah an absolute goal fest I think that was a fixture in the cup this weekend that actually did produce the most goals um, and yeah huge day out for Wrexham they filled there at the away end pretty much at Coventry as well um, it seems to be absolutely looking at I don't don't believe it's called the Rico Arena anymore but whatever it is called that where Coventry play uh, but yeah, four three to Rex and then through. Uh, I guess yes, yeah. And shock that we can sort of sort of to the ring was Bournemouth who played Burnley at home. Um, so obviously Burnley team that did go down last season. Bournemouth did team that did swap places and came up, um, losing four two to uh, Vincent Company's men and yeah, Championship team. Obviously we know how well they're doing in the in the uh, league below. But yeah, Bournemouth out. But again, another goal fest in the FA Cup. Yeah, definitely. I did. I personally had Burnley winning this one on the Super Six for Sky Sports. I had one nil Burnley, and I had it in my I, my accumulator as well. Because I I don't know. I just Bournemouth haven't been performing too well since Gary O'Neill got given the uh, job. It's kind of one of those things, and he does really well when your 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 position is potentially under scrutiny or like. You, you, well, he's kind of in limbo about whether he's going to be given the job. You give him the job and then the results don't go your way. Um, and with how Burnley set up at the moment, Josh Cullen looks fantastic for them in the middle at the moment. Genuinely a brilliant, brilliant player. Uh, fun fact, he's actually from round my way, uh, Ryan. Um, played for like West Ham's youth team, went to Anderlecht, played under Vincent Companies. Really, really good player. And he's, he's proven it in uh, the championship at the moment. Um, Ryan obviously mentioned Wrexham going through 4-3 against Coventry non-league side beating a 
uh, upper tier team. Uh, and the other two teams that are from non-league are currently still in the competition. Although they drew both their games and they are going to be playing some uh, replays. You've got Borenwood drew one all with Accrington Stanley. Obviously, Borenwood had that amazing cup run in the FA Cup last season as well. And then Chesterfield drew three all with West Brom. So really, really good results for them too. Uh, they'll be very excited to you know try and keep this run alive in the competition. Um, alongside Wrexham, who are flying. And like you said, the Hollywood owners, well, they're causing a bit of Hollywood drama with the old 4-3. And then the final game that we just want to talk about, although it wasn't so much of an upset, uh, Brighton beating Middlesbrough 5-1. It's actually definitely not an upset. It's quite embarrassing, really. But Michael Carrick <laughs> is at the helm at Middlesbrough, and he's actually doing a pretty decent job. He's taken them from 21st up to 5th. He's you know completely solidified a great style of play there. Um, I think Middlesbrough's last manager was uh, Neil Warnock, actually, I think, wasn't it? Oh, oh no, it was Chris Wilder. It was Neil Warnock yeah, Wilder, replaced by Sheffield, Chris Wilder. Yeah. And now it's Michael Carrick, his first managerial job. And he, he is doing really, really good things there. So it's great to see. Enjoy watching it. Um, and I think like Ch- Chipper Akpon plays for them at the moment. He's got like nine goals in 10 games. So hopefully that streak continues for the man. Now, before we go and predict some games from this weekend, including some huge derbies, few bits of world news that have happened over the past week since we last recorded. I think the main one... Uh, is Gareth Bale retiring, which at the age of 33, and this isn't just from international football, this is from football in general, he's decided to hang his boots up. Um, Look, five times Champions League winner. He's not getting game time. He's not enjoying his football. He hasn't enjoyed his football unless it's for Wales for the past few years. I don't hate this decision, I will be honest. I think... I don't know, is this an unpopular opinion to say that Gareth Bale is the most successful British footballer of all time? No, I think it's fact. I mean, it's actually true. I, think, I mean, yeah. you could look at, you know, your Bobby Moores, your Jeff Hurst, who have won a World Cup, which is amazing. But, oh, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I feel, I feel like Champions League outweighs a World Cup. For sure. But then, but obviously, players like Rooney have won a Champions League. Yeah, and, and, and I think Rooney's the only, well. only other that you can put up there in comparison to Bale in terms of British. Shearer, obviously, but he didn't really win the most in terms of a European. Yeah, he only won a Premier League with Blackburn. Yeah, I, I'd say Gareth Bale's up there. He's won everything with Madrid, Champions Leagues. He's like the talisman for Wales. He's took them to World Cups on his own back. Not been as successful, but then, hey, neither of England. So... Um, yeah, I'd say he's the most successful British footballer of all time. That's my opinion. Yeah, well, they got to the semi-finals of Euro 2016, didn't they? When they beat Belgium. Yeah, Belgium. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, because that great Portugal. Hal robson Carnu turn and then slot home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, he's done incredible things for both, you know... Um, British sport, uh, British football and, you know, Welsh football. He's, he's done... Jamie done brilliant things. Um and yeah, I don't hate this decision. He's not enjoying his football. He'd rather just go and play golf. There's been that joking meme for a long time that it was always Wales, golf, uh, Madrid. And that in was... In that order. You know, it's true. Yeah, in literally in that order. Um, yeah, no, fair play to him for retiring. You know, he's going to just kick back and relax now. So enjoy it. Exactly, 100%. Well, away from retiring news, some sad news. We did have the... Uh... 
passing of Gianluca Vialli, the uh, former number nine for Chelsea, the uh, Italian maestro, obviously helped Italy in their Euros competition uh, under Mancini. Um, yeah, always, you know, one of the best players. And yeah, it was really sort of rocked the footballing world. Obviously, we just had Pele you know, and now Vialli. And yeah, it's just a very sad week for, week for football. Um, dying uh, while passing at a, a very young age, which is always sad to see. Not the news we want to have in football, um, but yeah, obviously he's, uh, he'll be sadly missed. And obviously there was respect paid, I think, across the country, which was really nice to see. Um, and uh, yeah, especially at Chelsea as well uh, in midweek. So yeah, hopefully some uh, positive news in the in the future. A lot of people are just really loads of just bad news going on in the world right now at the moment, man. And um, yeah, kind of kind of sick of it. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, like you said, very unfortunate. I don't really remember Viali as a player, but manager-wise, I used to grow up watching those Premier League years uh, every night, pretty much. And that 2000, I think it was 2000, 2001 when he was your manager, and he won you like the FA Cup after just becoming player manager after Rude Hullet left. And genuinely, I remember watching that, and he, the celebrations were immense. You hear all these great things about what a striker he was, what he'd done for Juve, and then obviously at Chelsea fantastic player and it like you say it's a very very sad loss to not just to Chelsea but to the world of football um and yeah one that you know his legacy will live on as one of you know one of the Premier League greats so well yeah I guess segueing away from some sad news we'll bring you some other footballing news from around the world and I guess sticking with him with uh attacking topic of Chelsea we have we have actually signed Jao Felix on a 11 million five month loan deal or six month loan deal um transfer that to me makes no sense however i guess it, i think the transfer is going to happen anyway but then i think after pulisic and sterling's injuries in midweek against city it's uh i kind of welcome this signing now um so yeah personally do not rate the player at all uh, i think it's just kind of Havertz 2.0 that's portuguese and a bit shorter um Goal-wise, I think he'll obviously bring attacking threat, but for me, I just don't see this working out as well as we are hoping or expecting to. I hope I'm wrong, but it's it's almost a lose-lose. He either rocks up and he's crap, that's a lose, or he rocks up just really well, but straight away there's no buyback or buy option and he goes straight back to Atletico Madrid and we never see him again. Yeah, he's a bit of a shit situation for you. So all you can hope for is that he recoups your season for the rest of the season. Another player to be looking to recoup their season is Alex Moreno. Has signed for Villa from Real Betis. Looking to really uh, solidify that defensive lineup, especially one where you've got Esri Konza and um, Tyrone Mings as your back. Uh, so yeah, good luck, boys. And then the final one, before we talk about Carabao Cup action and the Super 6... Romeo Beckham, wouldn't it be nice to see a Beckham playing in the Premier League again? Well, he's currently signed for Brentford B team. Uh, played his first game in midweek. Uh, he came on and they turned it around. I think they were 2-1 down there. They went in 3-2. Uh, he's got a game coming up you know, later this week. And then also a game against a friendly against Marseille's B team, I think, or something like that. I think I read. Or oh, Monaco. I knew it began with an M and it was French. But... Um, yeah, uh, it, look, let's be real. How good would it be to see Beckham 7 back in the Premier League at some point? That'd be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be hard, though, I think. But I guess Brentford B is a good place to start. Obviously, Premier League club proven already. So, 
Um, yeah, I guess maybe one day we'll, we'll see how he gets on. Uh, I know he's doing okay in America, but yeah, I think obviously got a lot more opportunity here in the uh, in the English league. So yeah, maybe one day we'll see uh, another Beckham whipping in balls in the Prem. We mentioned it earlier, Newcastle out of the FA Cup at the third round. But all the focus was on the midweek game. The game's on Tuesday night, last night. Like we said, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, Newcastle versus Leicester to get to the semi-finals of the League Cup for the first time ever. Um, and my first semi-final in my lifetime since 2003 for the FA Cup when we lost to Man United. Um and we've bloody done it. We're in a semi-final. We beat Leicester convincingly 2-0. I was very worried at the first half because we had a lot of chances that we did not put away. It very much felt like Sheffield Wednesday. Very much felt like Leeds United. And I was panicking. But second half, we maintained that. The pressure that we kept on the Leicester defence. Um, you know, come up with two goals. Big Dan Burns scoring his first goal for his boyhood club in front of the Gallagate end as well. Genuinely, the scenes, even if his dancing was bloody awful. And then Joel Linton with a lovely slot home. It was fantastic. 2-0 win. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, that uh, Dan Burn goal was something something I would have been proud of. So, yeah, fantastic fin- finish. And, uh, yeah, like, like you said, to semi-final. Uh, yet to see who you're going to get in the draw. Uh, but we'll definitely keep a close eye on that. I believe it's tonight. After the uh, the other games on, so we'll, we'll, we'll see who yeah. pops up, and then yeah, United comfortably again, obviously off the back of beating Everton in the cup at home, uh, beating Charlton in the cup at home. Rashford seems to be in another league, a whole other dimension at the moment. So yeah, he's uh, he could even be my captain potentially for this weekend in in FBL. He's he's on that you know red hot streak. Uh, but yeah, United and Newcastle United through to the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. And uh, yeah, we await to see who they're going to be drawn up against. Yes, it'll either be Manchester City or Southampton. I think we all know who's going through there. But, you know, I don't want to mince my words. And then either Forest or Wolves. Obviously, we all know I would love to play either Forest or Wolves. I think they have the better chance there. Man United and Man City are both fantastic teams and are informed. But at the same time, we haven't lost to either of these teams this season. We've drew 0-0 to Man United and we drew 3-0 with uh, Man City after being 3-1 up. So it's it's doable. And then finally, we do have the Super 6 predictions. The six games we've chosen, like we said, it is a derby weekend. We've got Villa versus Leeds, the Man United derby. That's wrong. Villa versus Leeds, the Manchester derby, United versus City, Brighton versus Liverpool, Forest versus Leicester, Chelsea versus Palace, and the North London derby, Tottenham versus Arsenal. We kick it off with Villa versus Leeds. What is your predictions for this game? Uh, close game, but I'm going to go one all. I'm going to go with two one Villa. I think it'll be uh, again will be a very close game. Um, I just yeah, Leeds offered nothing against Newcastle really, so I'm just going to go two one. The Manchester derby, United versus City, Rashford or Haaland? Who's going to come out trumps on this one? Huge plot twist. Actually, the runner from Man United are on. It wouldn't come as too big of a shock, but I am going to say that Man U are going to win 2-1. Oh, big. I'm going to go 2-0. I also think it will be one where City drop points again. Um, I, I, City just look leaky in defence, in my opinion. I, I, I know. 
it's tough, isn't it? I've got Edison in, in goal, and I've been considering taking him out recently because it, they are just very leaky, but we'll have to find out. Another informed team, Brighton versus Liverpool. Uh, obviously, Liverpool off the back of a draw, Brighton off the back of a massive win uh, in both in the Cup. So, what are we saying? One all. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Brighton because Le- Alexis McAllister will be back in for this game. Yeah, he did get a double at the weekend against Borough, so fair enough. Forest versus Leicester, a bit of a Midlands derby here. What are we saying? 2-1 to Forest. I think the City ground will be rocking. Ooh, that's that's a big result, that. I'm going to go 1-0 in this game. I think it'll be a close game, uh, a measly 1-0. Chelsea versus Palace. Do you think your boys will bounce back? I think we'll just nick a one win. Oh, do you know what? I can't even think of a result for this one because I kind of want to back Palace because I've got Palace players in my team. Um, <laughs> I think your injuries are just going to cost you. I think I'm going to go 2-1 Palace. I think your injuries, injuries are really going to cost okay. you in this game. All right. Okay. And then finally, the North London derby, Spurs versus Arsenal. This is probably, other than any Newcastle game, this genuinely is one of my favourite games on the footballing calendar. Yeah, this this is my favourite game on the football in Canada. Any North London derby, it's just yeah, it's just such a special game. It's such a massive, massive rivalry in England. Uh, but I'm going to go with one apiece. I'm going to go with three-one Arsenal. Wow, massive! That'd be winning at White Hart Lane for Arsenal. That'd be the first time in a while, I think. But that'd be huge. I just think they look too good and, and Arsenal, are, not Arsenal, Spurs are too poor at defending in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I genuinely can see Arsenal really doing well in this game. Yeah, it'd be a great game. And that wraps up episode 107 of the It's Football Day podcast. We appreciate you listening. You know where to find us by now. It's Football Day XI on Facebook. It's Football Day underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Cheers for listening, and as always, we will see you next time.